welcome to Dental Brain Crops. Today, I want to talk to you about increasing awareness with the goal of avoiding complacency or becoming satisfied with less than what you really want, which is something that we do inadvertently to avoid the discomfort of going after the things that we want, going after things that require us to become temporarily uncomfortable while we grow into the next or higher version of ourselves. Now, here's what happens. A lot of high performers, we don't stay conscious long enough to know what's going on with us emotionally, to even put our finger on what we're feeling. We have so much going on externally and we're always advancing toward a goal or a cause. And when things build up or become uncomfortable, we do something to distract from that discomfort, which unfortunately perpetuates our lack of awareness. And that kind of, that cycle just keeps going and going until we realize that we'd actually rather invest time and energy that we're spending on avoiding our emotions on something that's more important to us, like one of those goals. So the opposite of a lack of awareness, of course, is becoming consciously aware of what's going on with us, giving our emotions a name and a description, which is the first step to creating a more permanent change in how we feel. So the first thing that I want to recommend is that you increase your awareness by starting to choose and noticing to choose on purpose throughout your day, how you're feeling. As you go throughout your day, make a decision to stop and just check in with yourself. You can do this at certain intervals during the day. You can do it between patients, however you want to organize it, but you should be doing it several times throughout the day. And at first you might find it difficult to pinpoint what exactly you're feeling. That's okay. Just do your best and your awareness will sharpen. If it helps as you're working on this, you can start with a simple positive or negative label and then work from there to name your current feeling or your current emotion. We experience so many emotions every day. So don't be alarmed or discouraged if you notice that you're feeling a lot of things that you'd categorize as negative more often than you'd like or more often than you realized. I'd simply look at it as educational and good information to circle back on once you've refined the skills of processing emotions. But for now, your primary job is simply to notice your feelings and increase your accuracy in finding out what exactly that experience is like for you. When I first learned to do this as a life practice, I found that sometimes I'd check in with myself and I'd notice that I didn't like how I felt. So I realized that whatever it was, was negative and that sometimes the only obvious thing to me was that I didn't like it. It took time and it took patience and practice to start sifting through the thoughts and untangling things to get to a more detailed description of what I was feeling. So if that happens to you, know that it's not the way that it's always going to be and you're on the right path, but stick with it and work toward uncovering a specific word that describes your current state or your current emotion. And you may need to try some on to nail it down. You might realize that you're not feeling fantastic. So you could ask yourself, am I frustrated? Am I embarrassed? Am I worried? Am I discouraged? Am I lonely? Sometimes ruling out what you're not feeling can help you hone in on what you are experiencing. Then the next thing you're going to do, which is going to seem a little bit counterintuitive when it comes to experiencing any sort of discomfort, is 
you're going to stay with that feeling just for a minute. Now, I'm an avid proponent of positive intelligence coaching, so I'm not prescribing for you to bask in the negative emotion. What I am suggesting is that you choose to be willing to feel the stress, the fear, the anxiety, the anger, the sadness, whatever it is. Be willing to feel it long enough to better understand that emotion in its entirety as it is for you. And here's what I mean by that. I want you to observe yourself experiencing whatever emotion you have on board and get in tune with the details of that emotion for you. Now we're kind of focusing on negative emotion, but that's because negative emotions are the ones we don't like to feel and we spend a lot of time and energy avoiding. So check in with yourself periodically on what you're feeling and increase your willingness to consciously feel those emotions just for a minute so that you can understand better what your emotional experiences are. And this is going to help you figure out the root causes of your discomfort so you can solve for it in a more permanent way. Now, once you know what you're feeling, you're going to do some detective work. You're going to ask yourself why you're feeling that way. Now, every feeling we ever have is created by a thought that we're thinking. If you're frustrated, it's because you're thinking a thought that causes frustration. If you're excited, it's because you're thinking a thought that's causing excitement for you. So gaining clarity of the thought underneath your feelings, especially when it's a feeling that you don't enjoy, provides you the option to better understand your current experience and make intelligent decisions on how you want to move forward. Now, if you want to see big results, you're going to have to put more than entry-level effort into your thought work at this point. So I want you to be leery of things like, I'm feeling discouraged because of what she said, or I'm feeling anxious because he is upset. Okay, those are a really good start. The feelings identified and you've pinpointed something that's something or someone that you're having thoughts about, but you've got to go deeper on the why part. So let's go back to I'm feeling discouraged because of what she said. The feeling is identified. That's good. Discouraged. But I want to talk about that second part. Whenever you have a phrase like because of what she said or because of what he did, That's inaccurate and it's going to impact your ability to process your feeling of discouragement. So we've got to do some work on this. First, it would be helpful to know exactly what she said that's on your mind. And from there, we can figure out why those words are a concern to you. Now, I'm going to share a real client example to plug something in and really illustrate this process, but know that no matter who or what you're experiencing negative emotion about, exploring it this way will provide clarity, which will increase your ability to process and get to a better place. Now, a while back, one of my clients got coaching on his relationship, and in one of our sessions, he said that he was feeling discouraged because she the person that he cared a lot about and whose opinion he was very interested in, said, you're not a considerate partner. My client was bothered with her assessment of him as a husband because he felt like he had put a lot of thought and a lot of effort and a lot of time into considering what he thought would be most pleasing and enjoyable for his wife. 
And he said it was like a slap in the face to hear that all of that energy resulted in her conclusion that he was not a considerate partner. So we talked at length about this comment and his thoughts about it, because by now you probably know that I don't give credence to someone else's words having the ability to make you feel anything. I do, however, understand that each of us has our own ability to create emotion even rapidly, so efficiently that we don't even realize it enough to give ourselves full credit for the creative ability we have in this arena. But we do. And I wanted to help my client better understand this so he could go through the processing of the discouragement and we could make a clean move to a new emotion. So we talked about where our control and our power lies, which is in our ability to think and feel and our ability to express what we think and feel. It's not, however, in the ability to make someone else think or feel or receive what we're offering in a way that we want them to. And in this case, even with valiant efforts on board, my client could not effectively persuade his wife to receive his actions in a way that transferred to considerate in her mind. I asked him what he was making it mean that she didn't think he was considerate or that she said that she didn't think he was considerate. And he responded by telling me that to him, that meant that she wasn't happy with him. Now, I want you to notice again that my client was focusing his answers on his wife. She said, I'm not considerate, which means in his mind, she is not happy with me. Now, although he may have been right, Maybe he's right about those things that she said and thought. It still didn't adequately answer the cause of the discouragement that my client was feeling. It took a while for this person to uncover that the reason he was feeling discouraged was that he wasn't sure of his overall value as a husband. And rather than taking the reins and defining for himself what type of high-value husband he wanted to be, And what that looked like for him and keeping his focus on working toward those things, he had this general good husband title he was going for and looking for outside evidence that he was deserving of the title. Now, I'm not suggesting at all that we shouldn't listen to our partners or consider what they say. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that no matter what they say, it doesn't create your feelings. You create your feelings, and if you choose to, you create your feelings based on what other people say. And as long as you withhold telling yourself that you're good or worthy or considerate until somebody else agrees with you, you're going to be emotionally starving for some validation. And then the critiques are going to come with a lot of gusto, which is what was happening to my client. He had his senses perked for all of his partner's clues and indicators of how he was doing. When she was pleased with his efforts, he decided he'd be pleased with his efforts. When she had some sort of contrasting feedback, he decided that his efforts or himself as a husband held less value than he'd hoped for. What's the answer if you do hope that your efforts will be well received and you do hope that your person will have good thoughts about you? The answer is to start with you. You determine what your personal definition is of whatever you're trying to develop toward. 
be clear on your expectations of yourself because if it isn't measurable, chances are it isn't happening with you. And then use your expectations as a roadmap. Give yourself credit for all of the checkpoints that you hit. Notice your efforts, tell yourself good things about them, and regularly engage in your own growth towards your goals to increase your awareness of what you're doing, acknowledge yourself in the process, build up your reservoir of positive feedback, notice your effort, and tell yourself good things about them. By regularly engaging in your growth towards your goals, you increase your awareness of what you're doing. You acknowledge yourself in the process. You build up a reservoir of positive feedback where you're advancing or following through. You create momentum to continue becoming more of who you want to be. And all of those things weave together a padding so that when someone else doesn't agree with you or someone has something to say about your efforts, that you can hear it, you can consider it, and you can decide whether or not you agree with them. Because when you're not doing your own internal work of acknowledging and encouraging and lovingly course correcting in a way that's motivating to you, there's no padding, there's no shock absorption for conflicting opinions. You're not in the habit of hearing good things about your effort or performance, so the harsh things seem to cut pretty deeply. But when you are in a pattern of building yourself up, and I'm speaking from experience, I say really uplifting and really nice things to myself, and I feel really good a lot of the time. Do I still experience disappointment? Yes. And are there still people who disagree with me or don't appreciate me or don't like the things that I say and do? Of course, but I process it a lot better than if I walked around nearly depleted of positive thoughts or encouragement. I handle it so much better than if I based how I felt on what other people felt or what other people said. So you want to get to the bottom of the reason for your feeling. And if it sounds like it's centered around somebody else, you've got to gain clarity. You need to know what that has to do with what you're thinking. Most often, it's going to boil down to you believing what they say, you having already thought what they said and now taking it as confirmation, or you coming to the situation with a similar or worse belief about yourself and the comment or situation is just being perceived as evidence that your horrible belief might be true. In other words, if you drill down far enough, you'll see that no matter who or what else is involved, the real reason for your feeling is directly and only related to you and your thoughts about something. So we want to get clear on what those are so we can accurately and completely solve for them. That's all for today. I appreciate you joining me for today's episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools, as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire.